Larry Richwine. Hey. How are you, sir? Boy, you're awful break. You're awful choppy. Am I? Well, that's better. But the first okay. time sounded like you were riding in a little red wagon going down a gravel driveway. <laughs> I'm sitting at my desk in Richland Center, Wisconsin, talking to the, talking to the great tech official from the NTPA in the world. You're like God, Larry. You're like you're like a big deal. No, you're been misinformed terribly. Well, people lie to me every day. I'm in mortgages. It happens. Oh, well, they got to tell you about their massive income and potential. Yep. And like the, the, the best joke, oldest joke in farming is I'll pay you as soon as I sell my hogs and they haven't even had their pigs yet. <laughs> well, welcome to Let's Grow Pulling. I, and I love talking to you. And uh, I wanted to talk about not, not NTPA, not tech officials. I want to talk about you announcing tractor pulls in Florida in January. And that, yeah. that, gets, that gets me all excited. So Zellwood, Florida, January 22nd through the 23rd. And Ocala, Florida, January 29th through the 30th. Correct? Right. right. Talk to and, me, Larry. And then, uh, me. And then in uh, Green Cove Springs, at Clay County Fair, April 9th and 10th. We do it again as well. We're at Green uh, Cove? It's Green Cove Springs, Florida. It's the Clay County Fair. Last year was the first time I'd ever had tractor pulling, and the fair is 30-some-odd years old, and they went nuts. So, but that's... Now, is this, is this something like, I'm 45. I know you're an old guy, but yeah. you've seen a few more. But I've, I've heard about this Florida circuit, like, back in the day. Is this kind of like a leftover from some of that, or like no. the winter circuit, or... No, well, back in the day when I had hair, which would have been about 43 or 4 years ago, I actually, NTPA actually had a winter circuit. We'd go down the east coast and back up the west coast of Florida for about 8 weeks. And uh, it would start usually right after Louisville Farm Machinery Show. And we'd go down there and stay down there. In fact, I was down there in 78, 79 uh and 80 and uh uh i used to go down there to qualify to go to the indy super pool which was 20 miles from my house but i wanted to pull the hoosier state circuit in indiana in the summertime so i would go to florida in the winter time to qualify from that region to go to the indy super pool 20 miles from the house but you know it was uh one of those deals but yeah it uh it's not really left over from that, but one of the guys that is instrumental in getting the uh, mid-Florida pullers going again um, is uh, Rodney Swift. And his dad, Shelly Swift, used to run a, a New Holland dealer and a Ford dealer down there. Uh, he's since passed, but I watched Rodney grow up. But his dad, Shelly Swift, was very instrumental in at least four or five of those events on the east coast of Florida. But we pulled, uh, we actually pulled Daytona uh, on the football field at Daytona High School, uh, and it snowed about like it did today here in Indiana. And, right. And uh, we pulled, uh, we started in Eustis, Florida, which they still pull. I think the Florida Flywheelers and some of the other guys still pull there, but it's nothing that's organized to the level that most of your listeners are used to. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not really left over from that, but honestly, I've tried to uh, be a part of it. And Rodney's, uh, group, the mid Florida, mid Florida pullers have adopted a set of rules that are pretty rules much that are, are blend of NTPA and PPL. 
and uh, they're two officials that do most of their events. Actually attended one of my NTPA tech schools, and and uh, one of them can do cages. He's out of Tennessee, but yeah, it's it's it, mostly because of Rodney, and he knew what used to be down there. But they've got some great tractors, and a lot of our guys go down there and play too. And it's turned into two or three or four uh, hooks for everybody in the wintertime. In fact, Dan Nearpass, the sled out of Coldwater, Michigan. Yeah. He goes down there, and he, he'll, uh, he'll do some for the Florida Pullers, which is primarily antiquers and some. Uh, uh, they got some like, little mini rods, right? And they, they have mini rods. They have antiques. They have some V8 tractors, like what we would call econo mods up here. Yep. Uh, and they're all a part of that Florida pullers and Rodney in the mid Florida pullers. They run some of those too, but yeah, it's, it's a blend. It's something that a lot of the guys like to go down when it's warmer weather down there. And, uh, I've actually pulled all the places other than Zellwood before when I was pulling 30 years ago, but, uh, um, we have a lot of fun and it gives a chance for everybody to get away down there and you'd be surprised how many faces I recognize from. 40 years ago, or a lot of the pullers that have moved down from the Midwest and live down there now, uh, some of them are still pulling, and uh, the rest of them all come up and say, hey, Larry, where'd your hair go, you know? <laughs> I've heard that Ocala has a really nice crowd. Ocala has an ex- exceptionally nice crowd. They, uh, It's an under-roof event. It's at a, a livestock pavilion. I don't know. I went down there eight or nine years ago when they first started doing it. They asked me to come down and help announce, and and the old guy that was announcing it, uh, he said, Richwine, Richwine. He says, well, you've pulled here before. I said, no, I pulled on the football field in Ocala High School. And they'd actually put down plastic, same as they did Daytona, put down plastic and then dirt. We pulled from goalpost to goalpost. And uh, uh, anyway, I said, no, I've never pulled here. It's got a roof over it, but it's no walls on the four sides and nice grandstands and beautiful facility. It's a livestock pavilion. And he okay. goes, yeah, you have. He goes, you used to have an old tractor called the Weekender. And I went, yeah. And he knew me. He goes, you had red hair back then. I yeah. Anyway, uh, they had put a roof over it. And he was right. I had pulled there when they first opened the facility. But it's the Southeastern Livestock Pavilion. Beautiful facility. Nice place. Now, that's a shorter track, right? Like a 250 or 240? Yeah, it's in that 240, 250 neighborhood. Yes, sir. Okay. And then Zellwood, I know, that's outdoors. Uh, that that's what that's what I've come to believe. I've never been there, but I did. Yep. Uh, I did get some pointers and some notes on what they're running, and but I understand it is outdoors and it is a three hundred foot track. Yeah. Yeah. So I got not drug into this, but I got asked to come down to Zellwood. I met Rob Rasnake, one of the mini rod pullers. Right. His is called Striking Distance. Right. Diesels and Dark Corners. I'm familiar. And with then it. we started talking, and next, and I said to my wife, "Hey, do you want to buzz down to Florida the week after Gordyville?" And go, you know, help help them do a little promoting of their truck and tractor pool. She you said, mean, absolutely. You mean Gordy Shawana? Gordy Shawana, yeah. 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 Gordy Wana. Yeah, Gordy, Gordy Wana, yeah. So I wanted to do, a, you know, I did that t-shirt of you last year with the smoke <laughs> machine suck. Yeah. I wanted to do a Gordy Wana shirt. I wanted to have a picture of an Amish guy smoking a joint and call it Gordy Wana. Oh, but God. Everybody, oh. everybody talked me out of that. Yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, that would, the, the joint thing, probably <laughs> what clinched no, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you gotta admit it's funny though oh it's funny haha but you know funny yeah, no, what you and funny. i consider humorous some people don't mm-hmm. even though right across the line in michigan it's recreational and medical but 
yeah, it's uh, that's what I that's what I've heard anyway. Put it that way. Yeah, no, what I've heard, yeah, I understand completely. No, I uh, I like to. You're fun to joke around with, and I wake. Well, you know, fun, so it's uh, we we have uh, as much as I hate to admit it, we do share a strange sense of humor you and i it, it you it is a, a unique uh, thing Some it's people a think we're crazy that's a gift so. and a curse yeah. yes it is yeah yes it is but uh, no the zellwood thing be my first time down but they asked me to come down and partly because rodney's a big part of it it's actually been going on for years with the florida pullers now you say rodney that's that rodney hauler right? rodney swift swift okay rodney so there's a there's a hauler yeah. That has a two-wheel drive truck. I got, I'm supposed to call him one of these nights too. Yeah, well, Rodney uh, Rodney Swift is the guy that is he, uh, he's is he the one on the poster? Uh, no, no, he poster. his tractor. He don't have a tractor anymore. He used to. He's in on a couple of them, but uh, he's actually the spearhead of the uh, Mid Florida Pullers. Uh, whether he's president of it or what, I cannot tell you. But I do know that he's been my contact from day one when the the Mid Florida Pullers got organized. Okay. And they've kind of adopted a rule book very similar to ours. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's it, that's that's pretty much he's my contact. Put it that way. Okay. Because so I, I have the Zell, I have the Zellwood Super Pool flyer in front of me, and I see Rob Waller. That's the name I was thinking of. No, Rob no. Waller. Now, I Larry, can you hear me? Uh, once again, sounds like you're in that wagon going down a gravel gravel driveway. I don't know what is going on. I have, now, I have, now it sounds good when you said, I don't know what's going on. I haven't moved and I've got a good yeah. cell signal where I'm sitting. Yep, me too. I'm on my Wi-Fi calling in my office and it's full bars. Huh. So, huh. Well, it could be that there's 40 mile an hour winds outside and it's trying to catch up for not being a bad November. <laughs> well, it's got one last try. Yeah, let's go for it. Well, that's okay. I can merge these together. We we got our first 10 minutes in. So we were talking about some of the, we talked about Rob Waller and some of the people there. So that's right. a nice segue into, so I have the Zellwood flyer right in front of me. All now right, that's sir. from January 22nd and 23rd or Saturday the 23rd. That's a week before Ocala, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So Zellwood's going to have antique tractors, garden tractors, turbo tractors, V8 tractors, diesel trucks, diesel street trucks, modified two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive trucks, blown minis, non-blown minis, which are carbureted, natural aspirated tractors, then some multi-engine mod tractors. Are are we kind of running the same classes at both both venues? What do you know about them, Larry? Well, I do know that uh, at Zellwood, uh, the blown mini rods is just a sampling of two or three tractors. And, okay. and the uh, 75 mod multi-engine tractors, uh, same thing, three or four tractors, kind of a teaser for the next week at Ocala. But okay. the... Um, the limited turbo tractor class, 8,000 pound and their 6250 light limited super, which is right along the same lines as the new class up this way. Uh, they're full classes as well as the, uh, uh, blown and pro stock, uh, two wheel drive, four wheel drives. But really the only thing that's kind of a teaser or an exhibition, if you will, will be the blown minis and the multi-engine mods. Everything else is, is basically the same classes they will have at Ocala. And then they add, there's eight classes at Zellwood, but they add a ninth class, which is a naturally aspirated two-wheel drive truck class, 6,000-pound uh, at Ocala. But Ocala has awesome. just has, has the same thing as well. They have antiques and stuff. They run uh, two tracks at the same time at Ocala. Uh, they used to run three. Uh, in fact, years ago, they'd have garden tractors on the right, uh, what you and I are used to in the middle, and then the antiques and the minis on the left. But... Uh, 
uh, yeah, the, it, Ocala is quite an event and has established itself and gets a sellout crowd both Friday night and Saturday night. Now, when you talked about the good old days, and I, I don't need to say it for that reason, but did I, they have big crowds at the NTPA Winter Circuit? Yes, we did. We had uh, awful good following. Uh, we sure did. What, what, have, like, what venues were you at in Florida? Uh, well, like I say, we started in Eustis, Florida, which was kind of a fairgrounds thing, and we went to Daytona. We actually pulled on the high school uh, football field. We, like Daytona, Daytona. Like, the like Daytona, Daytona like right down the road from a Daytona 500 track is Daytona's high school. I mean, it's wow. on the opposite side. When you when you go to Daytona 500, on the opposite side of that same main drag that goes in front of the track, about a mile on east towards the beach is Daytona High School. And so, like, what, pull- years, what years would this have been, Larry? Oh, 77, 78. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I know for 79, Linda and I got married in 78, October 28th. And I told her, I says, well, we're going to work real hard, get everything ready. And we'll leave first of February. And we spent two months in Florida. She and I did. And we had an old pop-up camper setting up on the gooseneck of a gooseneck trailer. And the deal was if we made enough money on the weekend without blowing up with a single blown road act, uh, we would get a motel. But if we didn't, we'd stay in that camper. And, uh, uh, actually I think we stayed in that camp for maybe two weekends. And other than that, of course, when we was at the events, we stayed in it, but I mean, uh, other than that, we made enough money to survive. And, uh, but I went down there initially in 77 with one Chevrolet and then 78, uh, with one Rodak and then 79 with two Rodaks. Yeah. But, uh, that, I mean, Harness was there, Don Harness, uh, John and Dave Heilman both were there. I mean, we talk about this Shelly Swift that promoted the events back in Rodney's dad at one time in his Ford tractor dealership. Uh, there was five or six pulling tractors in there. Uh, both the Heilmans were in there. Banners were in there working on them in the, in the regular tractor shop. Uh, I'll never forget Dave Heilman, John's brother, that not a whole lot of today's uh, pulling fans know about. He was having rear end trouble, and he actually welded the spider gears together. He said, I'll fix this thing going one way or the other. He said, it's going to go straight. Well, it did, straight off the track. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he in there in Shelly's shop, uh, welded the spiders together. But yeah, uh, we'd all all kind of caravan together, and uh, uh, mostly the pullers that were Grand National pullers, or at that time it was just national or state points, but the national pullers, a lot of them would go down there and spend the winter. Some of them would come back and forth, but most of them stayed. Um, it was fun. But we'd go down as far as Homestead, and then we'd come back up. Uh, Tampa Bay, we'd pull. West Palm Beach, we pulled. Uh, you know, just there was eight weeks of pulling, and you pulled every week in a different town. So it was like, you know, following the carnival. And I was just a redheaded, not nosed kid and 21, 22 years old. And all those guys that I grew up to idolize, uh, uh, you know, we're pulling against, I was pulling against them. So. Yeah. See, I, I never knew I'd heard about it, but like every now and then about once a week, we get a message to the, to our page, the beer money pulling team on Facebook. When are you going to bring a, a pulling back to Florida? And I'm like, I didn't know it ever really existed down there. And I always tell oh, people yeah. oh, about yeah. Ocala. And then I tell them about Zellwood now, but right. I didn't know, I had no idea it was that, in, that intense. That's oh awesome. yeah. Between the Florida pullers that we'll see at Zellwood, and the Florida flywheelers, that's mostly antique shows and tractor shows and stuff. Uh, there's been pulling and there still is pulling all over down there. And there's actually a couple sleds down there uh, that stay there, live there. Um, 
you get over on the west coast of Florida and there's two or three events over there. Um, you know, it's it's one of those deals. Uh, you, you know, you don't think about when you say Florida, you think Disney World, you think Miami, you think the islands, you know, in the Keys. But uh, right up there in that Ocala um, area, it's uh, it's rural America. I mean, it's it's not what people typically think of when they think Florida. I mean, yeah, it's sand and sandburrs and, you know, fire ants and palm trees. But uh, it's one of those deals that uh, there's a whole agricultural society. Of course, Ocala is big with the equestrian people, the horse people. Uh, it's uh, it's a whole rural area that really, unless you notice the sand, looks like home. I mean, it's uh, I fit right in down there. I'm just redneck enough to fit in. So. Uh, other than I don't own an airboat, but you know, <laughs> we can get you, we can get you one of those. Oh, we'll I, well, I actually uh, go to a place down there that listen to this. It's, they make uh, core 15 AR 15s. They call it cores, the brand of it, C O R E. And they not only manufacture AR 15s in that place, but they also sell airboats. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of them things. It's, uh, it's, it's much more rural American than anybody would believe. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. It's that it's is a awesome. lot of fun. I'm going down and do Zellwood, and then I'm just going to stay that week and then do Ocala, and then I'll go back in April and uh, do the event there at Clay County in uh, 9th and 10th of April. But they had never had a tractor pull. Beautiful facility. Once again, they pull under a roof. It's like a 260, 270 track, and uh, the grandstand's under roof, and I got there. And I said, wow, this is pretty cool. And I'd never been there till last year. And the people, <laughs> they were there an hour before in the bleachers waiting. And I asked the main people, I said, so are they under the roof to get out of the sun or what? No, no, they're waiting on your show. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. But, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And we we do have a lot of tractor pull fans in Florida. And about all of them, if they don't know or haven't heard like you hadn't, they'll say, well, when are we bringing a circuit down here? And I I, I pitched it to Mr. Schreier and a couple of them take the NTPA back down there, but I don't know. It would have to be a points thing to get everybody to go down. I mean, the ones that are going now are going for fun and recreation, but to make it a real live competitive circuit type thing, you'd have to have points and whatever. And Rodney's group, um, the mid Florida pullers, they are so close. And a lot of them have the roll cages inspected and stuff anyway, so they can go up into Georgia and the Carolinas and pull NTPA. But they are their rules are so close. Uh, I wouldn't bat an eye. They can show up at Toma or, or anywhere else that we go. Uh, you and I do, and and they would be competitive, and they would they would qualify with the safety equipment. That's awesome. This is good information because I'm gonna work my butt off to let people know that there's Poland in Florida, right, right. and so is Will. So is Will Witt, and uh, that's you know that's what that's what makes it fun. Yeah, it's taking our large audience. And, well letting people know there's something to do and, in Florida. That's pretty neat. And w- last year at Ocala, we had, uh, they do a pre-show like four o'clock. They run some classes, antiques and some natural minis and some stuff that nobody really announces. Uh, and they tell me, I, well, you don't go to work till the big show starts. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll do anything. I mean, I'll read names, even if I don't know any stick about them, you know, I'm like you, I, I can talk about something, but, Yep. The bottom line is, I said, are, am I supposed to be announcing these people? Oh, no, no, that's the pre-show. I'm, okay. Anyway, but, and then they stopped. And we uh, went out center ring and had driver's introductions, uh, just like Bo- or just like Louisville, and uh, did the national anthem and, and stuff. And 
Uh, of course, I, you know, was out there and asked, you know, who's who's here as a big tractor pulling fan? And the likes of a Jack Kielmeyer stood up. No, he didn't have shoes on. He was in the, <laughs> he was in the stands. Jack was, and a bunch of other pullers were just down there to have fun. And of course, Joe Edder, uh, he's actually at Crystal River, Florida. Owns a yeah. Does he have a restaurant? He owns a hot dog stand down there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Coney Island hot dog stand. He was there in the crowd. And uh, Mr. Nearpass and I went down, and it was opening weekend for his restaurant. We actually got in before the public did. Beautiful facility built down there. But, yeah, Joe's got a house down there in Crystal River, and and he's in on this franchise of this hot dog place. And I mean, it's not just hot dogs. They got everything. But it, it's, uh, it's amazing how many people that you and I know or that we know from pulling uh, either live, work, or play down there, you know. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's even more exciting now that know about that. Hey, so back to when you pulled, I thought you just had a mini rod. You had a you had a multi-engine tractor? Uh, well, at, at 17 years old, uh, a junior in high school, my auto shop teacher told me I couldn't hook two small blocks together and make them run. And my father and grandfather, Rich Wine, uh, wouldn't have been able to wind their watch without breaking it. They had no mechanical inc- inclination at all. And uh, they had two rusty tools when they died. One was a hammer and one was a, a rusty handsaw. Anyway, my mom's dad uh, worked on steam turbines at Indianapolis Power and Light uh, all his life during the Depression and stuff. And my mom was a city girl from Indianapolis and dad married a city girl. And, and of course, I, I still live on my family farm. I'm fifth generation on 20 acres of what I've got left. And uh, my kids will be sixth. Anyway. Long story short, yeah, I put two small blocks in a Massey 44 in 1974. And I was gonna, I was gonna tear them up, buddy. And uh, and then I went from that to a, a E4 co-op that Ralph Banner uh, built me the pinion set up for, and one Chevrolet blown, and then to a log skitter, and one Rodak, and then two Rodaks in that same rear end. And yeah, I pulled mods for oh shoot, fifteen years. That's where my heart was. People to this day, when I'm when I'm standing at the starting line for an unlimited mod, somebody will come up and say, "Wow, Rich Wine, don't you wish he's on that?" And I said, "Well, yeah," but then you know I see him explode a motor and, and dump oil everywhere. And I think, "Wow, that looks expensive." But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got as high as uh, two road axes, and then I bought a gas turbine tractor and ran it for four about four or five years. And run turbine uh, in the big tractor. Uh, and then I wanted to build a two-wheel drive truck in uh, 1989 with a jet in it. And they wouldn't let me. And TPA said, you can't build it and compete in two-wheel drive class. We won't allow you. That's when they, the class was just getting organized good. And I said, all right. So I built it anyway. And I run exhibition. It passed all their NTPA specs. And... Uh, it was actually the tractor I had uh, reconfigured with a fiberglass tilt body on it. It was an 89 Chevrolet. And long story short, I did that. And then I owned uh, Old Sparky for three years. Merrill Smith's Old Sparky. Remember that? Uh, he was, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. Grand National Point champion. Uh, yeah, I dropped Linda off at a horse show about 15 minutes north of where he lived. And was going to go down and do his clutch inspection. So... A pickup truck and a horse trailer and a happy wife with two horses in the trailer. I dropped her off and I said, I'm going to run down to Merrill's and inspect this clutch and I'll be back. 
Well, an hour and a half, two hours later, I come back to the fairgrounds and I've got old Sparky on a trailer and a pickup load of parts in the pickup. And I drive into the uh, fairground. It's actually Camp Atterbury where they, they show horses at uh, south of Indy. And uh, she she's in the ring showing. And she sees me drive in with this Alice Chalmers 180 on the trailer behind me. And I didn't have a flatbed trailer when I went down there. And, and ah. so... Uh, she comes out of the show ring and she goes, what the hell are you doing? And I said, well, I went to Merrill's to inspect his clutch. And he told me I was going to leave with this tractor and I bought it and I'll be back and get you. So I drove an hour home, dropped the trailer, come back. She was done showing, picked up her and the horses and had to explain all the way home what I'd done. So, but yeah, I've uh, done that. And then I had a mini rod later and my son, you know, I built one when he was, I don't know, but yep. I had him on a jet powered cup cadet at eight years old. But uh, we got, I need some video. Of uh, well, I actually, like I say, people come to my shop and, and they see some trophies back behind all the clutter and they go, well, did you use to pull? I mean, a lot of people just know Larry is the fat guy at the starting line shouting and pointing, but uh, I've mm-hmm. made more passes. That's a Larry. That's a Larry. I know, but I've made more passes down points, the track yeah. and you can imagine. And I could tell stories for hours and they'd all be true, but they would include the likes of a, uh, Wayne Sullivan, a Bruce Hutchison, a Don Harness, a, a Ralph Banner. I mean, I hung out with those guys. I mean, back when nobody else had vehicles to to, to power around. I mean, I spent the winter in Florida, and I was the transportation during the week for E.J. Potter and, uh, <laughs> you know, Art Arfons. I mean, the deal was they'd put gas in my dually if I'd haul them to all the air, aircraft salvage yards in Florida. And there's a, there's a ton yep. of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, we used to pull in uh, Tiffin, Georgia at the end of that winter circuit we're talking about there at the ABAC Agricultural College, uh, College. and, uh, yeah, I, none of it's BS, but it's, a lot of it sounds like it, but yeah, we, uh, we had a good winter circuit down there for four or five years and I was part of it for at least three years. Yeah, I was, I was very fortunate. I was lucky enough to be in on what I consider the building blocks of what, NTPA became, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I love the history of it because I was a kid, you know, I was born in 75. You know, my, you know, I talk about Ernie Ropp all oh, the yeah. time and Warren Ropp. Those are my oh, heroes yeah. growing yeah. up. And and I'm going to get Warren on my tractor this summer. It was going to happen this past summer, but it didn't happen, obviously, because sure. of COVID. And I didn't put yeah. my tractor back together. Well, I don't want you to um, feel like I'm old, but I graduated high school in 1975. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, you're only 20 there years you go. older. There you go. Like, I'm 63. Yeah, I'm 40. I just turned 45. I'll be 64 on Groundhog's Day. But it's important that we that we know where oh, yeah. it came from and where we're and where yep. we're heading. And um, yeah, I, I, that's well, important. I mean, to know I, that, I jokingly know. tell people so. that every rule in the NTPA book either has a name on it or blood on it. Either somebody had an accident to cause that rule to be written, or somebody had created a competitive edge for that rule to be written. But if you talk to the right old timer, which basically George Everett or myself is left, uh, maybe Max Simpson as well, uh, uh, you know, or Dave Schreier, he was in on a lot of it. But, uh, you know, George Everett Jr. here from Monrovia, Indiana, is the only man that's had an NTPA license every year since its conception in 1969. 69 was when NTPA was formed as well as Hoosier State here in Indiana. And uh, George is the only living person that's had a 
competition license every year since the founding of NTPA. At one time, That's I thought awesome. maybe Max Simpson might have two till a few years ago, but he said no. There was two or three years where he laid out when they were giving him grief about all the turbos on the Alice Chalmers uh, D20, D21s. Right. He was in on that bunch, you know, that went three and four turbos. But George Everett is the only man yep. alive that's had a license in his pocket since its conception. That's pretty cool. That's cool. So, anyway, but yeah, I mean, super cool. How much announcing have you done? Well, over I the actually years? used to do before I took the job here as a tech and safety director in August of 92, I did all of Hoosier States uh, for probably 10 years prior to that. Even if I had a class there, uh, I would either make a pass and then go back to the tower or somebody would drive for me. But uh, yeah, I did, oh, 10 or 12 years all around Indiana, uh, some of Eastern Illinois, a couple in Ohio. But yeah, I've, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. You'll like this one. Uh, I, I was working at Indiana State Fair and did for years and years and years and years. And uh, so like three or four days of pulling. So one day, the fair director in charge of my area, the sports strip, they called it, came over uh, when I got there like nine in the morning because I only live like 15 minutes from there. And he says, we need to talk. Get on the golf cart. And I went, OK. And I said, what did I do? He goes, Somehow, I don't know what you said last night, but you have inf- offended the entire black population of the state of Indiana. <laughs> and I said, all right, what do I do? What do I do? I mean, I was, this was 30 years ago, 40 maybe. Anyway, there was a lady sitting in the fair manager's office that had marched with Martin Luther King and had been instrumental in civil rights movement in Indiana that said that I had single-handedly offended the entire back black population and she wanted my job. She wanted to get me banned from the fair. And I said, well, I don't know what I could have possibly said. He said something about blacker it gets, the farther they go. And I used to always <laughs> say, watch their smoke when it goes from gray to black, there's no turning back. And the blacker it gets, the farther down the track they go. And ladies and gentlemen, there he goes. And the smoke, you know, blow, bellow out of the... And they had taken that, that I was making reference to black people. And uh, and I told him that. And he goes, well, that seems innocent enough. And I said, well, I I think so. I'm just a farm boy, but I think so. So there was like two more nights of pulling left. And he says, well, we're going to monitor what you say. And... You're, you're like me. I mean, you just talk. You don't have a script, per se. I mean, you have ads you need to read, sponsors you need to thank, but there's no script. It's all from the hip. There's no, no. there's no routine yep. like a five-minute comedy show shtick or anything. And long story short, so I'm up in the tower, and they had a really nice tall tower. I mean, you can see bleachers both sides of the track pretty, pretty clear. And so the gal that took stats for me, me and her, uh, watched the crowd to see if there were any, A, black people listening to me because there really wasn't that much that went to the fair, especially the tractor pull at the time. We're talking 30 years ago. And uh, and not that it right. matters, but, uh, you know, it's... And so there wasn't any. So I was real careful, and I did go ahead and say it. That way I could, I could not say that I had modified my shtick I said, ladies and gentlemen, watch that smoke. When it goes from gray to black, that means the engine's really revved up. And the blacker that smoke gets, the farther down the track he goes, because the more power he's making. And there he goes. But, I mean, you know, my God. 
No, it's the same thing that happened to me. Um, so remember when Gold oh, Rush yeah. got real popular? Yep. The the so yep. the glory hole. I had no idea. I had no idea that. Oh well, wow. porn. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I haven't watched porn, but at that time in my life, I did not know that the right. glory hole was a, was from porn. I picked it up from Gold Rush, and I called that the Gordy Hole <laughs> Glory Hole down there to the track because that's, you know, that, how that sand was kind of caved around. Oh, that's yeah. where you wanted yeah, to hit. That's that the was target. the Glory yeah. Hole. And I did that for three nights, and, man, I got home and pulloff.com. I hurt yeah. somebody's feelings, and they were going to have me fired, and they were calling Tucker, and I was the worst thing. Now, I did drink too much one night and called a couple guys cheap pricks oh, over the my. microphone because they weren't they weren't bidding on the um, – well, they weren't bidding on something well, we were raffling off. So I mean, I I'm don't, not perfect, but that was uh, the one time. That was the one time I was truly not trying to well, be. Well, I mean, I, I I don't have a lot of vices. Most of my vices is being, you know, a bullshitter. But luckily, I never developed a taste for beer, so I'm not really work appropriate for yep. beer money pulling team. And uh, actually, uh, uh, my son's uh, girlfriend at the time, we took him with us. That we got timeshare in Key West, and and Linda and I took him and his girlfriend down to Key West, and and shared the condo and and she asked me one of the first days we were there we were there 10 days and she goes larry do you ever do you ever drink more than one cocktail and i'm a little crown royal and diet coke maybe but never to excess and uh i said well no not really and i can honestly say jason i have never been drunk enough even a kid in school to have a hangover or throw up because i physically hate to throw up so bad when i do throw up i from the toes to the nose i always say but i mean it's it's violent and i <laughs> i would rather take a beating than than vomit so anyway but so that's the next night we went out to supper or whatever and i had a second cocktail and she didn't say anything i said hey damn it i just choked down a second cocktail you better make make notice <laughs> but yeah you can ask von bauer and all of them to go party i mean i'm silly enough without the alcohol and uh, back when i was in school yeah. before you were born young man uh, they'd have parties here at town and, and a couple of families always had their parties, you know, and back then the cops would come break it up and send you home. And more than once, somebody, they yep. break, somebody call the cops and the cops would come in and they'd say, what are you doing here, Rich Wine? And I say, well, I'm going to take so-and-so and so-and-so home. You know, I'm just here having fun. And they knew I was, I was the kid who idled through the town with open headers, but they knew that, you know, they knew who I was back then. It wasn't somebody that like today's generation. And uh, so they said, well, you better take them home because we're busting this party up. But, yeah, they knew that I wasn't one of them. Hell, now they go in there and clean them all up and put them in a damn paddy wagon. But, yeah. But, no, I've had a good run. I told somebody the other day, if I died tomorrow, Tractor Pullman's been very good to me. It's taken me to Europe twice with my family. And uh, uh, it's it's been quite a, quite a ride. Yeah. That's awesome. So, but yeah, That's the awesome. Florida thing. I'm look. I'm looking. Well, forward cool. Well, I'm excited to. Oh, yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to it. So, Me too. Yeah, my wife well, was all for that. So she's like, "You can go to Gordonville the weekend before." Sure. We already booked our flights and got a hotel room and just gonna go down and enjoy it. We go do down to the Keys once a year and where do you stay with our friends? But uh, this is just gonna be a. Okay. Oh, we used to do like a VRBO. So you can get a house down there for oh, five, I know. six grand, yeah. a real nice house, you know, to yeah. take three or four couples. Well, about it's cheaper uh, than a hotel. 20, 25 oh. years ago, uh, I was doing some shopping for a timeshare. And at the time, our oldest daughter's uh, friend worked for uh, oh, one of the timeshare companies. Anyway, I we went to the PRI show in Orlando and Linda went with me and I said, well, we're going to go on down to Key West, check that out. So we drove down to Overseas Highway, which is beautiful. 
and uh, um, stayed at a little motel next to this Hyatt property they were just building. I mean, there's three Hyatt condo properties, timeshare properties on the island of Key West. And, and so, you know, one of the deals, you know, come take a tour, get some coupons for some free meals, listen to our spiel, you know, they're going to try to sell you something. Well, we went yep. and, and listened to the spiel, and, and I said, well, you know, what's it going to cost? And at that time, a two-bedroom unit in the facility that Hyatt owns, it's uh, Hyatt Windward Point right out there by the airport, was $12,500. Yep. And of course, you got your yearly maintenance fee, but that's, you know. And so uh, I said, well, if I, this was like the second day we were on the island of Key West, and we're going to be there a week. And I said... Uh, if I write you a check and you call my bank and they say it's good, can I stay in one of these units that you've just got done the rest of my trip down here? Oh, we can't do that. And I said, okay, get, let's go, let's go, honey. And she's looking at me like, what the hell are you doing? And uh, uh, before I got out the door, they talked to the right party and we spent the rest of the week for free in one of the units, a uh, two bedroom unit. But yeah, we own week 50 uh, Hyatt property there at Windward Point, And we always go and, I normally trade around uh, uh, Sunset Harbors right there where the boats pull up in Key West. And we normally stay there rather than our actual unit that we own for the week. And we don't even get a car. I mean, I'll rent a scooter and ride around the island, but um, we don't even get a car. I mean, and we've been going for over 20 years. And since we've been down here now, Vaughn and Lori Bauer go down. Uh, since then, um, Peterson's. Uh, Larry and Lisa, they've actually bought a week yep. in March. They go down, lock and load goes down. Yeah, oh, yeah. so Steve Birds found a, yep. uh, a stocking hat yep. down there with some yep. remedy on it, like my tractor, but it was it was marijuana related. And they, about yeah. three in the morning, I got a text message yeah. for him. And yeah, all, all them off. guys, they go down there now all the time. And, and the other day, yep. uh, a guy, one of the guys on yep. the Lions Club at Chapel Hill called and he goes, uh, we was talking to Larry and Lisa, and they said you were the one to call about going to Key West. And I said, well, what do you want to do? I said, there's 300 liquor licenses on the island of Key West, and the island measures two miles by four miles. And uh, I said, yep. you know, I'm not a drinker, so obviously there's something else to do. But, uh, I mean, there's a little bit, it's a little bit like New Orleans, a little bit like Amsterdam, and a whole lot of fun. And, uh, I mean, I love it. it and, uh Oh, me I love too. just people watch. I the, sit there and the just bull have a bar there—that's yeah. uh, optional clothing on the third floor. I sat on the second floor yep. in the balcony. I yeah, me I too. take Linda I to the beach, Smathers <laughs> Beach. I take Linda and drop her off for the day on the scooter, and then I'll go up there to the bull bar and sit and drink Diet Coke all afternoon, and people watch. Uh, yeah, I went up. So I went well, up to the top, hoping I'd see some some pretty young naked ladies well, i saw about here's the deal on guy. here's the, and here's the like, deal that on was... that day. it says clothing <laughs> optional but the same thing with the one beach there this nude beach yep. but i have found in my 63 years 20 of which i've been going to a place that could be decadent if you did it right um the people that take their clothing right. off at a clothing optional area are the people that shouldn't take their clothing off I mean, you know, agreed. It's uh, 100%. Like, oh, I mean, I got a picture of an old guy in a Speedo walking away from me. Everybody thinks that I got it robbed it off some site, but I, uh, somebody was going the other day somewhere and said, oh, Are you going, Larry? I said, No, I'll just go sit on the beach, you know, whatever. And, and so I posted that picture, and it's an old guy, my size, my age, my bald headedness walking away from me. 
And anyway, I went to pick Linda up one afternoon at our scheduled time from the beach. And, and so this guy's walking away from me. And so I go over and say, Hey, well, you know, I said, Zach, what's, what's the deal with that guy? He, and she said, every day he walks by and says hi to all the ladies and that nobody knows where he comes from. And uh, the gal that rents the umbrellas and the lounge chairs there on the beach says, yeah, he's been here for years. <laughs> but yeah, he don't need to be wearing a Speedo, but he is walking up and down saying hi to the ladies. Yeah. But he... <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a neat place. It's a neat oh, place. Well, good. This is what I, this, this podcast is what I thought it would be. We'd start out and we just get a, well, I mean, you know, I, let it I flow. here's let it the deal. Flow. I'm an only child. I was raised as an adult because the closest kid my age was four or five miles away until I got a mini bike. Other than at school, there was no interaction with people of my own age. I, I enjoy life uh, through losing my parents and my wife's parents and Linda surviving breast cancer eight years ago. I've learned that life is so short, Jason. If I can't make somebody laugh or smile by either being silly, honorary, or stupid, I don't care to take another breath. And I've made my local funeral director, which is third generation, and he'll be the man that puts me down last. I've made him promise me, and he will, that, you know, when, they, when they're done at the graveside service and, you know, this concludes our services, you may be excused at your leisure type thing. And I always say, well, you got to move the hearse because I'm a pallbearer and you're in the way. Anyway, I always t- I've asked him <laughs> and he's promised me that before they leave the graveside of my grave, that he's going to say that Larry has requested that everybody there, whether it's one person or, or 20 people, please think of something that Larry said or did in his lifetime that made them smile. Just go, oh, God, what do you do that for? Or, or laugh. And they leave there with a smile on their face and remember that he had a good time and he's got no regrets. And he, he'll do it. He says, well, I've got one of them laugh boxes. I, I said, no, don't put a laugh box in my casket. But yeah, he's going he's gonna to make everybody have a fond thought of Larry before they leave. But I mean, I've been so blessed and met so many people worldwide in the sport of truck and tractor pulling. I mean, I could talk, I could tell you for days stories that you wouldn't hear the same one twice. So anyway, but no, I, I enjoy it. Well, I don't have time, I I don't have time for that uh, tonight. <laughs> you know, when we get done, oh, send me the link and the time it'll be on. Cause I, I called down there to Florida today and told them I needed some more pointers on, especially on Zellwood since I hadn't been there and they wanted to know when it was going to be aired. So if you would let yep. me know that I'll share it on my Facebook page. I'll do it. Right. I'm, well, I'll anyway, but I, I enjoy minutes. talking to you anytime you want to talk or while you're down there, you want yes. to visit or whatever. I can, I can tell you yes, stories. You'll say, Oh no, that's not possible. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, I can tell I you stories on pullers that are dead and so. gone that they hurried home because their wife thought they were doing something. They really weren't. But I mean, you know, uh, yep. it's, it's a lot of fun. We was in West Palm Beach, and the motel that all of us stayed at was right next to a dog track. And if you were outside on the truck, you know, the balcony or the pool or the truck, whatever, you'd hear him say, here comes Rusty. And it was talking about the mechanical rabbit coming around, you know, they'd race. And, and so we all went over and watched, and a few of them lost money. But, of course, I was a kid. I didn't have much money to lose. But we, uh, we had a ball. Yeah. Good stuff. 
Well, hey, thanks for taking some time tonight. I'll get this posted, and then we'll All right, that's try fine. to do this My and pleasure. get closer to the event, okay? See ya. Bye-bye. All right, buddy. Have a good night. Thanks, Larry.